renewed, say that with me, renewed like the eagle. That's going to be the series for the whole month, renewed like the eagle. Well, we want to start off our series talking about the life of the eagle, if that's all right with you all. The life of the eagle. Uh, yes, Isaiah 40 and 31. Now, the eagle is used in the Bible as an assembly. Assembly connects two unlike things by drawing like comparisons. And so the eagle is an example to us as people of God, as Christians, as believers. So notice the Bible didn't tell us to be like crows and like turkeys and like chickens or like parrots. The Bible says we ought to be like eagles, so we ought to find out what eagles are like. Do you agree? There in the 31st verse, he says, but they that wait, and this scripture always get me happy. But they that wait, and you know, sometimes we don't like waiting. Are you sitting beside a whole bunch of people that don't like waiting? Or you sitting on the road, the road that don't like to wait. But they that wait upon the Lord. Now that's worth waiting on, right? If you wait on the Lord, shall what? Renew. Is, it, is there anybody here that need their strength renewed today? I mean, on a day-to-day -day basis, on a week-to-week -week basis, on a month-to-month basis, I need my strength renewed. I can look at some of y'all. When y'all dealing with some of them people y'all got to deal with, God knows you need your strength renewed. Think about your job and them folk that you got to deal with. And especially you dealing with customers and people coming in and you don't know who's going to come in on that day. You need your strength renewed. And some of them will test to see whether your strength being renewed. Say, so Lord, I got to go back and get another renewing after dealing with them. This is what he said. They said, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. And they shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. This is going to be the foundational scripture of our whole entire series. How do eagles mount up is the question. How do they live is the question. And what do they do that we can learn from. Well, there's a variety of Christians that just as there are varieties of birds. And I told you that they do, you know, comparison, you know, uh, likes. So he uses the eagle. And so we want to take a little time out to find out what kind of Christians we are anyway. Since we're talking about the life of the eagle. Did you know that there are different types of Christians? If you've been here doing the uh, Bible study and doing the uh, discipleship training, you know that there's different stages that Christians are in. And I hope by now many of you are in that mature stage. Are you following me? Well, there are chickens in the body of Christ. Now, I'm not sure how chickens got into the, the bird family, but they are in there. <laughs> you know, they're generally afraid of life, and they seldom, seldom fly. I've seen some that, you know, get up off the ground. Or, they, you know, they ever reach their potential in life, if you will. 
So a chicken, you know, just kind of flaps around the chicken yard. And when the chicken gets upset, they go to just flapping. Now, flapping is equivalent to <laughs> the works of the flesh. And how many folk you know that flap every day? How many folk you know that get in their flesh every day? Hallelujah. Just look straight ahead. They'll know that I ain't talking about you. It'll wear you out. Flapping hard gets, you know, getting nowhere flat fast. And that's how some folks are in life. I mean, just flapping. That, that flapping frustrates you. The Lord, I need the Lord to deliver me from flapping. So, like we said, ch chickens, they, they seldom fly and, and they are generally afraid of life or ever reach their, their potential in life and they are, you know, content with mediocrity. In other words, that data do spirit. They are content with that. And they are, you know, a fat, lazy bird. Most chickens just, you know, that's why they can't really fly because they, 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 you know, they're only good for the frying pan. And usually spending, you know, most of their time scratching around the chicken yard for grubs and for worms and all that kind of stuff. So that's what chickens do. And they live inside the confines of a fence and they are satisfied to do so. They don't, you know, they are right with living just like that. Chickens are content with life of no freedom and liberty. Second uh, Corinthians 3 and, and 17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So God wants you free. He wants you to have liberty. And when storms arise, the first thing that they do is run for the chicken house. To huddle in fear with all the other chickens. And God don't want you running every time a storm arises in your life. Anytime you have a little trouble, you go running. Are you following me? So how many of you know it's time to turn chickens into eagles? <laughs> and then, okay, okay, say, well, bitch, if I'm not a chicken. All right. Praise the Lord. I'm glad you're not. Then there's the magpie bird. It's the magpie bird. It's an overly aggressive bully. How many of you seen those in the body of Christ? Who abuses and generally drives others away from God. Selfish, arrogant, Self-centered to the point of rudeness. You got so many rude people in church. Say, I ain't going back over there. They just so rude. And this harsh, pushy Christian causes much disrespect to the kingdom of God and other believers. You don't want to be no magpie bird. You need to be an eagle. Now check yourself now. You're not no overall aggressive bully, are you? You're not just rude to people. Some folks, you know, they get old and they get more rude when the older they get. 
They figure that they don't graduate to seniority. Now they're in their senior. They just can treat people any kind of way. Yo, Meg Pie. Make, but yeah, just, 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 honor it. Just mean for no reason. I thought when you got saved, you got sweeter. Got so many mean people in the body of Christ, and then you got the cockerbarrel. To him, life is just one big party, one big joke. He takes nothing serious, laughs at everything, even when it's totally inappropriate. He's just a big clown, a coarse jester who wounds and hurt and offends people and don't even care. He's not sensitive at all to other people. It's getting quiet now. I hope you're not a cockerbarrel. Insensitive to other people's feelings. Let me move on. Well, you're not that kind, but what about a vulture or a buzzard? Now, this bird enjoys the filth of life. Everything corrupt, rotten, and stinking. Just old nasty bird. He's attracted to people with problems. He loves to rip people apart or tear them to pieces with his mouth. Loves to spread rumors and think nothing of destroying the reputation of a ministry. Has the smell of death about him. A vulture or a buzzard. You ever seen those in the body of Christ? Got death all over them. You hang around the vulture, you die too. As soon as you leave out of their presence, they're going to eat you up at, just like they do everybody else. Said, so, but Bishop, I'm not a vulture or a buzzard. Okay, thank you. What about the parrot or the cockatoos? They're the talkers in the bird kingdom. The super spiritual Christians who can't talk, you know, they can talk the talk, but they can't walk the walk. Everything they learn, they learn in parrot fashion. Just doing things because we saw somebody else do it and not having any idea what it means. You ever seen those people? Christianity parrot style. They have all head knowledge and no experience. They're all knowers and no action. That's the parrot of the cockatoos. I don't be sitting around saying, you see, they just pass by. Ain't nothing but old cockatoos. <laughs> Baby, did you see them parrots today? <laughs> And then we got the cuckoo bird. 
cuckoo doesn't like to work. He's happy to sponge off someone else. The cuckoo bird does not even want to build a nest, but it looks for ones that already has been finished by somebody else. It lays its eggs there and then leaves for the other birds to raise its babies. Have you seen any cuckoos in your church? Before we go on to be the eagle, we must find out where we are right now. Now, the cuckoos in the church exist on handouts. They don't want to work, and sometimes they are not even born again. But they operate under a religious spirit. Oh, it's getting quiet now. They don't live by faith. They live by hints or some of, the, some of them would just straight out ask you for a handout. And you have people just come, just ask you, like, you're supposed to just give it to them. And some of us have been gullible and just give it to them. But after a while, we wise up. That, hey, I'm being used by a cuckoo. You say, well, I'm not a cuckoo bird, uh, Bishop, in the body. body well, what about a peacock? He's a flashy, showy bird. Uh-oh. Usually overly ambitious, worldly, full of pride, and very much in love and impressed with himself. You ever seen those in the body of Christ? They come through just strutting their stuff. Peacock. Look at me today. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Huh? They feel superior to everyone else and love to just flaunt and strut and let everybody see them. In other words, look at me. They do little to nothing for anyone else in need. They have a very sizable ego. Think that they know more scripture than anyone. But do you want to know how you know scripture when you do it. Anybody can get up here and, you know, quote the scripture. Hey, that weight upon the Lord. You can get up and start quoting. Jerry knew the It's your mind on it. Anybody get up and But hey, when you going to start living it? That's how we know you know scripture is when you start living it. And you know one of the ways that we can, you know, uh, get a kind of a handle on where we are uh, at in, in, in the Lord and we need to know where we're at, you need to take an inventory. You really can't go forward until you know where you are right now. You can't always look around. You, you can always look around you and tell where you are, but you must look at the book and look at the man. Read your instruction. What instruction, Bishop? The Bible. And keep your eyes on Jesus, the man. Jesus is our standard. He is our example of what we should be. 
I look at some people who has been in church for 15 years and then all of a sudden they boom, they vanish. They're not there no more. What did they have their eyes on, first lady? Did they have their eyes on the people? The man? Not, not Jesus the man, but the preacher the man. Who did they have their eyes on? You got to have your eyes focused on God and his word. Now, it's nice coming here seeing you, bitch, but I came here to hear a word. Now, you better have something for me. Now, I ain't coming over here just, you know, just for my, you know, just, just to exercise a little bit, just to get in my car to see how fast I can go to get over here at the winning church. You know, I already know I'm a winner and everything like that, but you better have something for me to be reassured that I am still a winner. I need to hear something that's going to keep me going and keep me strengthened and keep me strong. I need something to challenge me to let me know that I need to continue to be an eagle and I don't want to be a buzzard. I don't want to be a vulture. I don't want to be a chicken. I don't want to be a cockatoo. I don't want to be a peacock. I want to be an eagle Christian. So give me something that I can go back and teach my family. Give me something that when I'm on my job, I can stay sane. I can stay whole. I know how to deal with it. Because these same type of Christians that we're talking about, that we got in the body of Christ, you got these same type of people on your job. I promise you, you do. Now, y'all going to be going to work tomorrow. Uh, well, not tomorrow. Y'all going to be going Tuesday because it's a holiday. Hallelujah. Look at that cockatoose over there. Now that got to be a, that got to be a cuckoo right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, we got to get a little fix on where we are. And one of the ways we can determine where we are is to take an honest and sincere look at our at how selfish or self-centered we are. Now, how much do you talk about ourselves and how much do we think about ourselves? How much do we expect everybody else to do for us all the time? And how mad do we get when they don't do it? And generally, you take an a, a honest look, you know, and, and I want to I do this too. How on how much are we really doing for somebody else? On a week-to-week basis, do you ever pick out someone else to do something for or somebody else to bless? Because if it's all about you, you that selfish bird, that only thinks about yourself. And sometimes among Christians, we get real good at preaching a sermon to everybody else. But sometimes we need to just forget all of that for a while and love somebody else that's hurting and go do something for them. Are you hearing me? To meet the practical needs that they have. You see, 
God has been so good to us. You know, the Bible says first natural, then spiritual. People will understand that, oh, they were so kind to me. Let me tell you something. When you are kind to people and you do something special for them, they are more, more attended to what you got to say. They, they want to hear what you got to say. They will lend their ear to you when you are kind to people, when you do something special for them. You made them feel special. It's all right feeling special and doing special things for yourself, but what about other people? <laughs> we, we need to get into the practical side of Christianity. And not just satisfied with the hype. Because there is a practical side to Christianity. We, 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 <laughs> we can easily get caught up in ourselves, but what are we doing to make someone else's life better? Everybody's so busy and so stressed out that nobody wants to be bothered. You go home, I want to just... I want you to just take an inventory and spend, you know, a little time with yourself and ask yourself, what am I doing to make someone else's life better? Don't just say that you're a minister. We know that. Duh. Don't just say, you know, uh, uh, you're in a good ministry. Well, we already know that, too. I'm there, too. But go out and be a minister. Don't just say, you know, hey, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I know I, I got it going on. And, and if you just go out and just sow seeds to someone else's life, uh, you know, what kind of seeds? Time, time seeds. Talent seeds. Huh? Communication seeds. Caring seeds. Can you sow that? Encouragement seeds. Financial seeds. You, you leave here, you don't just go through life and just say, okay, I'll just be back next Sunday. No, you go and you uh, practice what you have learned. There are all kinds of seeds that you can give out to other people. I don't have no money. Well, you can give some caring seeds, communication seeds, some kind. You can give a listening ear seed because that's all they need right now for somebody to listen. Be a minister, and the Bible said we're all ministers. Be a minister who ministers by planting seeds. Get your mind off of what's wrong with you. That's a trick of the devil. You know, I, I just think something wrong with me. You sit there and don't do nothing. No, uh -uh. all of us got some tests and some trials, but God wants you to go out and be a minister. You ought to imitate Christ. You ought to be intimate with yourself. Into me. Get intimate with God. 
and see yourself ministering to someone else, and I guarantee you won't take, you won't have time to look at your problems to the point that they get you down. If you would just focus on what God has for you to do, you will look at that problem in the face and you'll say, I dare you. I dare you at this time. I'm too busy doing what God tells me to do and I ain't got time for that. Are you following? Well, then that's the pelican. That's the big old fat jolly bird only interested in just eating. They just go around all day long seeking what they can find to fill up their belly. Anytime you have something to cook out or anything else, they're there. You say anything about food, here come the pelican. They ain't been coming to Bible study all this year, but y'all say something about food. Here I come. The pelican, his great appetite should be turned toward the word of God. If he ate the word like he eat with his belly, he will be a spiritual giant. Hmm? So Mr. Pelican, he's happy to just sit back with a beer and a smoke in his hand and let the little old lady do be the spiritual leader. And Miss Pelican, she's just happy to just lay on the sofa and eat donuts and watch soap operas all day and then wonder why she never have the victory. Then she come to church. Why they looking at me? I go to this church too. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Next time we see you, we look like you swallowed yourself. Because Miss Pelican, that's all she been doing, sitting on the sofa. Sitting on the sofa, just eating and watching TV. You're not a pelican, are you? And then there's the crow. He, too, is a dirty bird in life. You know, that's what, they, you know, they, well, I don't know. I, I mean, like, that's, what they, that's what they call the, what the faculty, the dirty bird. I don't know if I want to be called a dirty bird. I guess they, they use that as if that's a good thing, but, but to be called a dirty bird, last time I checked, was not really not a good thing. Some of y'all been saying, you're a dirty bird. Okay. A bird that enjoys destroying young of, of other species. That's what the crow does. Other denominations are other than its own. Uh-oh. Loves to rip and maim. Good God Almighty. He's out for himself. Nothing or anyone else matter in life. Only his own selfish desires. This bird thinks nothing of running a pastor's or ruining a pastor's reputation or ripping apart a church. Did you know that some people think that they are, their ministry is to expose what is wrong with everyone else's ministry? Please, can anybody help me? When did God assign that type of gift? Well, you got the gift to tell everybody else that their ministry is wrong. I haven't found that ministry in the Bible yet. Huh? And one of the most cunning and dangerous birds in the kingdom is the crow. And it is one of the birds that pesters the eagle. The 
Crow is one of the biggest pests of the eagle. But I have you to know how the eagle handles the pesty crow. The eagle is a magnificent bird, but we really haven't gotten into that much yet. But one of the things it's not able to do is turn very quickly and do anything about anything that's pestering uh, them from behind. And so these pesty little birds the, and the crow is not the only one, but it's the main one. They will pester the eagle and, and get on its back or pester them from behind. But the eagle has a way of getting rid of all the pests. She simply begins to just mount up. The eagle doesn't flap. The eagle sits on the rock and waits for the thermal currents of the wind to come by. And she waits and waits. And then they that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. And the eagle doesn't flap. It doesn't have to. She has a seven to eight foot wingspan. So she waits until that current comes and she gets up on, get the current up under her wings and the current just lifts her up. Good God Almighty. And she's learned how to use the thermal current of winds. And she waits on the rock. And they always build their nest high up in the rocks. And she waits on the rock until the thermal current comes by and then she takes off and then she soars. And so, to get rid of the pest, she just soars. In other words, she just gets higher and higher and higher and higher. Someone said they could soar 10 to 15,000 feet in the air until she gets in an altitude that the pest cannot breathe. Everybody that thinks they want to be with you, just take them a little higher. Take them a little higher spiritually and see if they want to still hang with you. Because some of those friends that you got hanging around you, if you take them up to another altitude, I'm telling you, they're going to drop off. Because they cannot stand the high that you're going. Are you following me? I'm telling you. And some of us are just too busy. And just keep going so high that all the pests can't breathe in the altitude that you live in. And they'll fall off for the lack of oxygen. They can't breathe in the stuff that you can breathe in. Good God of mine. I got a revelation out of that. You will never be able to get rid of all of the pests because God is always going to bring you up to a new level. You know what that means? New level, a new devil. Every level you go, there's another devil there. You go to another level, there's another devil there. But every time you go to another level, you get rid of that devil. Then you get rid of that devil. Then you get rid of that devil. You have to keep going up higher to get rid of the devils that's trying to attach itself to you. And all devils are not in a red suit with a pitchfork, with a tail behind it. They can come with weave. 
They can come with curls. They can come with shapes and figures. They can come with nice voices. Hello. And then there's the sparrows and the finches. Now, they fritter about from place to place, chattering always, rarely have anything to say worth listening to. They're usually in a constant social swirl. They, 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 they can hop from church to church without settling anywhere. They rarely do such birds grow in the Lord. They rely on their loud chatter to gain recognition. When they make that noise, they figure that people will come and talk to them. And they have the know-it-all spirit because they, you know, they want to tell everybody else what's going on in their church. <laughs> Sparrows and finches. I don't understand those kind of people. You'll tell everybody else what's going on in your church, but you'll stay there. You'll make other folk leave and you stay right there. I don't understand those kind of have you, do, have, do you understand those kind of people? And then there's the turkeys. The slang word for turkey means a failed theatrical production. A turkey is someone who is putting on or acting and not doing a very good job at it. And you know who the turkeys are in the church? The Pharisees. They pretenders. And you know, when we were coming up, we used to say, you old jive turkey. Because, you know, they, they, they ain't going to do nothing. They're just talking. They pretend. They, they talk a big game. But you can't count on nothing, count on them to do nothing in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Ooh. And then there's the, the, you know, canary. And the other cage birds that are usually beautiful birds. With tremendous potential, but they are constant or content to, to spend the rest of their lives behind a locked cage. And whatever that cage might be, it could be a cage of religious tradition. It could be a cage of generational curses. It could be a cage of uh, ancestral hang-up, a cage of a dead church, a cage of inferiority or insecurity. They are content with being in that cage. Those are the canaries. But then there are some eagles. There are some eagle Christians. They are bold, they're strong, and they're fiercely devoted. The commitment of the eagle is unbelievable. And we need, need, we need deeper levels of commitment, don't you agree? The eagle is a, a magnificent bird that understands the thermal current of the Holy Spirit. He understands the moving of the Spirit and how to flow effortless and easily. The eagle is committed and reliable mate and a devoted parent, a bird that God chooses to liken us to, to uh, motivate us to strive to rise to our potential in life. 
A bird that is confident enough to stand alone in life against the storm, to spread its wings and soar about the clouds uh, of destruction. This bird dwells on the rocks in the high places of the earth. And what kind of Christian are you this morning? What kind of Christian will you become? What kind of friends do you have? An eagle cannot hang around with chickens, crows, and turkeys and cockatoos. The eagles cannot hang around peacocks and and cuckoo, cuckoo birds. If you are not careful, you're starting to get like those other birds. But if you are an eagle, it is time for you to mount up. So the Bible gives us a very important scripture, Proverbs 4 and 23. Look what it says. Keep or guard that heart with all diligence. For out of it are what? The issues of life. And so you ought to guard your heart. A heart, a part of guarding your heart is to be careful who you spend time with. I don't know about you, but I am going to be an eagle. Birds fly in flocks, but eagles fly alone. And some of you are spending too much time with folk who are just sucking the life out of you. And they are depositing anything in you, in your life, but they are stealing everything. They're not depositing anything, but they're stealing everything out of your life. And even in ministry, you can't spend too much time with the leeches in your life. And I don't mean, I don't mean that you don't try to keep, uh, to help people, but if you spend too much time with people who just drain you, they are, they put nothing back into your life, but are just draining you and draining you and draining you, you cannot afford my God to have too many friends who all the time they are just draining you and draining you. Yes, yes, you are going to help people, but you but it need to be uh, reciprocated. That's how, that's how the body, body of Christ is. You are giving and God will have somebody else to do something for you. What happens when you don't have anything to give? Sometimes you ought to receive. You got to have balance in your life. And I know how some of you all are. You think, well, God been so good to me, I don't want to receive none. I'm going to give, 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 give. And that's why you're frustrated. You say, God, I'm always giving, giving, giving. When's something going to be given back to me? Well, you ought to expect something back because the Bible says, give, and it shall be given unto you. How? Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. It's nothing wrong with you to expect something back because the Bible says, it shall be given back to you. They told me that you cannot be God-given no matter how hard you, how hard you try if you give it will be given back to you that is a part of the process when you give God showing you that giving is the main way to be blessed give and it shall be given to you you ought to test it sometime a giver would never be broke A giver's life will never be cursed. You say what you want to, and you look at people, well, they think they something, and they think they got it going on. They think they so blessed. They are blessed. Because if you do what they do, you'll get what they got. Don't be mad because.
because they are a giver and every time they give something pops right back in their life. They give over here not looking for nothing in return and God blesses them again. You can't be mad at them. Well, you can, but you're not going to stop their blessing. You could be mad if you want to. You could be mad at that person sitting next to you or that person on your row all you want to. But if they are a giver, God has made some promises to them and God keeps his promises. Bible already showed a stingy man to go bury his stuff. He calls that person unwise. Cast that person in the outer darkness. But the one that gave and made something from it, he said he's going to take from that one that didn't do anything and give to the one that has. Say, I don't understand that logic. Because God can count on them, my God, giving and making something with what he gives them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you got to have a balance in life. Say it with me. I must have a balance in my life. See, because if you're not careful, Satan will put a false guilt or a false sense of responsibility on you. That if you don't keep doing certain things that you're not really walking in love. But you have to have enough wisdom to discern who you are really helping. And who Satan is just using to drain you that ne that's never going to do get, get help because they really don't want to be helped. There's some folks you've been trying to help for years. They don't want to be helped. They just want to drain you. They just want to use you. They want to pull everything, suck everything out of you. <sighs> And we must get rid of all of that false guilt and really start being obedient to God. Get rid of the pest. Get rid of the crow. Go a little higher. They can't, they can't stand that altitude that you're going in. Hallelujah. I was just talking to my Bible yesterday. And he was saying, you know, I'm done with my kinfolks and my sister and my brother and my children. He said, I had to cut all of them off. He said, now I understand what I'm saying. He said, because I always give them money and then I say, you know, you don't owe me nothing back and this and that. He said, I'm the one around here broke borrowing from people. He said, uh-uh. He said, all they do is just you. He said, he said I'm going to tell you something. My sister, he said, on the low end, she owed me like thirty to $40,000. You ain't going to be able to make it in life. You got to wise up and know whether you got a leech or not. Somebody just trying to drain you and take from you and take from you. Come on now. If you train your children to be leeches and drainers, that's what they become. When you leave their presence, then they're going to think they need to suck and drain everybody else. And the world don't go around like that. Some of you right now, you need this message because you need to get rid of some drainers and some leeches. They've been sucking you dry like a neck bone. Oh. 
Oh, yeah, like a neck bone. And then they try to put that false gift on you. Well, if you was really saved, you'll let me have it this time. No, I'm not letting you have it this time. Now, you've been draining me long enough. This is the last time. And I hope you don't pay me back because if you don't pay me back, you don't get nothing else. I'm trying to help some of y'all. Well, you know, I just, uh, I just feel bad that I can't give it to them. If you can't, you just can't. And sometimes it's not you can't, you just won't. Anybody in here knowing it to say, I just won't. Because, you know, some people think that you're supposed to bless them. They were put on this earth for you to give and them to receive all the time. The devil is a liar. Amen. Now, some of you have the gift of no down pat. First lady got the gift of no down pat with her family members. <laughs> she said no before she said, well, now what you want it for? Well, I need, I already told you no. <laughs> no, but she is a giver, but I'm just saying, she, no, she's not too fond of leeches. Eagles cannot hang around chicken, crows, and turkeys. That's time for us to come up higher. We're not raising any chickens and turkeys and cockatoos and uh, co uh, the dodos and, and, and cuckoos over here. Yeah, and buzzers. Go, go, to, uh, go to Proverbs 23 and 7. Whew. So what do you think about yourself is extremely important. And you're not going to, you know, rise above what you think of you. Ooh, I like that. Would you look at somebody mind and say, you will not rise above what you think about yourself. One more time. You will not rise above or go further than what you think about yourself. Now, if you think you are a chicken, you're going to act like a chicken. Now, how do you feel about yourself? You have so much potential. Every single one of you are precious to the Lord, but so many people never reach their potential because they never get a full revelation of what God made them to be. Don't sit around in fear, ladies and gentlemen. Fear of stepping out. Fear of making a mistake. Fear of being judged. Fear of being criticized. Fear of failure. Fear what they say. Fear how they look at you. Fear of what somebody else said about somebody else. You cannot live your life in fear. And some of you don't try new stuff because you got the fear that you, got, you might be broke. You got the fear that, hey, I remember I was poor. You got the fear of not wanting to be poor again. Well, God then already told you that he has made you rich. Let the poor say I am rich. Some of you don't want to go on a good vacation because you got the fear. I can use that money for something else down the road. Hey, life is passing you by. not leaving this money here for all my grandchildren to spend all of it. I'm going to enjoy some of it myself. 
I'm going to leave something, but I ain't going to leave. I'm, me and First Lady going to enjoy why we on our feet. I don't want nobody pushing me through the airport in a wheelchair. I don't want to have an oxygen tank on my back and a cane on this here side, walking through the airport saying, I'm going on vacation. Now I got these other folk burning. They can't even enjoy their vacation because they got to lift me up and uh, come back and help me on there. They can't even enjoy themselves. Fooling with me. Come on here, Papa. You're too slow. Learn how to live. Come on, tell everybody on your road. Tell them, say, learn how to live. Now I know you can't save everything. You can't spend everything. You got to save some, you got to spend some. You got to spend some, you got to save some. You got to save some, you got to spend some. You got to have a balanced life. It's all right to get yourself something nice every now and then. You pay everybody else, but don't pay yourself. And I hate paying all these people this money for lights and gas and all this other stuff. They got it. When I went to the pump the other day, I'm saying, what? I get the high test, you know, the premium. $5 and what? Mother, if I'm going to pay them, I'm going to pay me something. If I'm going to pay them, I'm going to pay this up. Uh, beautiful lady over here something. I'm going to take care of her. I'm going to make her feel good. I'm going to take her to a nice place and say, honey, you know what? Don't worry about the price or nothing like that. Just if you like it, just get it. You know why I say that? Because I've been at the days where I couldn't say that. I've been where I couldn't say just get what you want. I've been where I said, no, you got to put that back right there. I've been there where we say, uh-uh, this ain't the store for us. Let's go to the other. I've been there. God will save you where you are, but he won't leave you where you at. There's higher heights and deeper depths in God. God expects you to prosper and be in good health even as your soul prosper. Now y'all talk about Harvey be all you want to, but I've been there. God told me to live and not die. Some of y'all looking like y'all dead while you alive. I'm going to live while I'm alive. You go head on with your mummified dead looking self. I'm going to live to see it happen. This is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. God deliver me from sad, ugly, dead looking people. I want to live. Get me around somebody that can encourage me to go another level. Get me around some people that can encourage me to come up a little bit. I see all these other folk enjoying talking about how they had a vacation with their grandchildren and all that other stuff. And I can't say nothing because I ain't been nowhere. Talking about the only place I've been was, you know, down there in Valdosta. What that name that place? Wild Adventures. Ooh, child, I, we, we drove all the way down to Wild Adventures. I want to 
go to my, uh, brother, I want to go to some of these St. Islands. Them islands, they got saint on it. Because I'm a saint of God. And I need to go where the saints are. Y'all ain't talking back with me. Saint Simon and Saint whatever. Saint Lucia and come on, some of them other saints. Huh? Saint what? Saint Croix and Granada and Turks and Caicos. Are y'all hearing me? Turks and Caicos was a dream vacation. Since I've been on that one, I've been going exploring everywhere now. Save up. Look for the, the you know the uh, uh, where they got a you know special. You ain't got to go tomorrow, but start saving up. Since I'm gonna go on vacation, I feel like I should just enjoy everything. See, see now some of y'all don't know how to live, but y'all need to go on a vacation. One of these all-inclusives. Y'all know what all-inclusive is, right? See, we done spoiled little EJ. See, we just went, to, went this last week, and, and EJ said, well, won't you just call room service? Well, EJ, we're not on one of those kind of vacations right now. You need, you need, you need to have one on vacation where you got a butler. Y'all, see, y'all ain't, y'all, y'all ain't talking, y'all ain't looking at me good. That at midnight you want something. Cause I am on vacation. Ring. You call. Yes. Can you bring me up some pancakes? And some eggs. And little, little strawberries on top of the pancakes. Some good, I want to, and I want bacon and sausage. Because I'm, I'm, I'm just on vacation. See, I, I don't eat that stuff while, you know, now, but see, when I'm on vacation, I might eat some of that. You understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Because I'm on vacation. I don't, I don't go on vacation from God now. I'm still saved. I still love the Lord. I ain't going to be cussing. I ain't going to be showing all my body and all that kind of stuff. Like I see some of my other men doing. I ain't brave enough to do all that. They got all their bellies all out and everything. Everything. Like there ain't nothing. Ain't nothing wrong. I ain't dressed like I'm going to church. I do have my short britches on. You know what I'm saying. Britches, you know, y'all know about no britches. <laughs> no, I ain't wearing the hoochie shorts, the hoochie daddy shorts. I'm not wearing those. Forget that foolishness. But I might have my little Hawaiian shirt on or something like that. We vacationing. Huh? Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you something. When you come back, you'll be so refreshed. You'll be so glad you did. Because most of us are so accustomed to working, we don't know how to vacation. 
We so, we so accustomed to hustle and bustle, we don't know how to relax. You wake up, what should we do today? Oh, we're on vacation. I can wake up when I want to wake up. I can, go look at, I can go look at the ocean outside my window if I want to. Let me just tell you, when I went to church in Keiko, what, about five years ago, four, five years ago, I don't know, but anyway, years ago, I went to church in Keiko, man, I went out there, and I put my feet in the softest sand I ever in my entire life. Ain't no, no rocks, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's like powder. It's like powder. It, I mean, it's so soft. When you, you take your shoes off, I mean, you're just like, Man, I never know anything can be like that. I'm, I'm used to all this, this old crazy saying over here in the United States. That's what we, I'm used to saying that I just went to uh, over at, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hilton Head. Uh, that's saying, mm mm, mm mm, mm mm. My mom went over there, man, that's saying, I said, do they make stuff like this? Is this real? Is this real? You know, because saints of God don't know how to live. And we don't expect God to bless us enough to live like that. Your expectation is so low. God delivered me from people that got low expectations. Now, I'm telling you something. Now, you need to think, start thinking higher than what you're thinking. When you get older and you retire, you ain't supposed to retire and then just pitch pennies. You retire to, baby, all we can eat is pickle sandwiches. That's all we got, pickles and bread. Plastic pickles up and they go put them in the bread. You retire and you eating dog food and cat food. Y'all heard it. I'm not doing that. I am not doing that. When I retire, I need to still be happy. And exceedingly glad. I need to pump. When you retire, people need to jump up in here and say, hey, how y'all doing? Life is good and God is great. Let's have church. Listen. When you get 70 and 80, you need to be like Caleb. You get eight, 70, 70s and 80s, you need to be like Caleb. Say, hey, I still got life in my body. I'll take it. I'll take the youngest one in here. So that mountain don't have nothing on me. I still got, my God. My, 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 my children be talking about, all right, Dad, you know you see your sisters. I say, I'm not seeing sisters until I get 68. I say, I'm not seeing until I get 68. I be messing with them, you know. They, oh, they say, you'll see. I said, no, I, I ain't seen yet. They tell me, he in denial. He try, like, trying to get an old child. He in denial. He in denial. No, I say, well, you know, you're old as you feel now. I might not can get up as fast as I used to, but I can get up. Hallelujah. It might take me a little minute, but I'm going to get there. 
Hallelujah. Because I see how some of y'all move. Some of y'all pretty fast. I seen chap over there. Chap still got the 80. What you talking about? Hey, don't let that gray hair, uh, you know, cause you to underestimate her. Hallelujah. Don't, don't get fooled now. I wouldn't bet. Me around loot all your money. <laughs> Woo. So y'all at Proverbs 27. I mean 23 and 7. So what I say? You're not going to rise above what you think of yourself. Right? Is that what we said? So it says here, uh, Proverbs 23. Ooh, I got to hurry up and finish. Okay. Uh, it says, for as he thinketh in his heart. Y'all got that? So is he. That's what we were just talking about. How you think in your heart, that's who you are. I'm just old pole preacher. That would be, I'm just old pole preacher. I'm just old pole grandmama. I'm just old pole daddy. Right? That's, as you think in your heart, I'm just broke. You know, I'm, I'm just a stingy. I'm stingy. I'm stingy. I squeak when I walk. I, I'm stingy. See how you talk, tell yourself? You see how you talk about yourself? And the more you say that, the more you become that. People that say, you know, I'm just so ugly. If you keep saying that, you're going to be, yeah, you're going to get worse and worse. Uh-uh, we ain't doing that. You get in that mirror and say, ooh, you so beautiful. Look at you, girl. You got it going on. Man, you so handsome. I don't care what other, other people think. I'm fearfully wonderfully made. That's what the Bible told me. I look good. Huh? And that's the way it is for you. Now, let me just show you something. Numbers uh, 13, 20. 13, 27, says, I'm going to read. And they told him and said, we came into the land whether thou saidest uh, uh, us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. Y'all with me? And this is the fruit, uh, fruit of it. Verse 28. Nevertheless, the people be strong. It should be on, on the screen. That dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of the Jordan, all the other Ikes. And Caleb, that's what I wanted to get to, Caleb steal the people before Moses. He, he steal the people, say, oh, I, I got all their attention, and said, let us go up at once and possess it. Watch this. For we are well able to over... You got to talk like Caleb. I love Caleb's spirit because he believed that you are an eagle. He said we are well able as eagles to take this thing. Look at verse 31. It says, but the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Oh, my God. 
Just one talk you into it, and just the sewer, somebody talking, hey, let's go. Somebody saying, wait, we can't do it. Look at verse 33, 32, 32. It says, and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land which we have gone to search it, the land that we have gone to search is a land that eateth up its inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of a great stature. That's a fear tactic. People always want to make you afraid of trying new stuff and good stuff. Just because things are, are big things and just because it's a hard thing don't mean that it's not a conquerable thing. You can conquer that. You understand what I'm saying? So watch this. Look how they keep talking. Look how they keep talking. These kind of people you don't want to be around. Watch this. Watch this. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. We saw ourselves as little bitty people who can't do very much, and so we were in their sight. Not in God's sight, but in their own sight. God said, you're fearfully and you're wonderfully made. God said, I called you to do big things. But in your own sight, you say, we can't do it. <sighs> Let me just end with this story. A former founder of eagerness. Eagle must be free, right? Captivity changes an eagle's entire personality. An eagle must be free to praise God. How many eagles have been caged up like chickens? Now their personality is all messed up because they were never to be chickens from the start. How many folks you know that have been in a church and they got started wrong and somebody told them something and put something in them and it's just so hard for them to become to know who they really are? Are you following me? Eagles are not supposed to be in captivity. They are supposed to be uh, controlled. Uh, they're not supposed to be controlled and manipulated. They are not supposed to live in fear of what everybody thinks, says, and does. They are not supposed to be afraid to lift their hands in church. They are not supposed to be afraid to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. They are not supposed to be afraid to make decisions that are a little bit different than their friends. Eagles are free. And when they are placed in captivity, it changes their entire personality. They don't clean themselves anymore. Whereas normally before, they are very clean birds. They, they lose their aggression and they even take on a lazy, passive, and depressive attitude. They begin to eat dead meat or rotten meat, whereas normally... They were not eating their thing but fresh meat. And you can see it like a downhill descent when they are placed in captivity. And some of you are in captivity. You're in captivity to what other people think. You're men pleasers. You're not God pleasers. And some of you have, have spent all your life being manipulated and controlled by other people. 
by their opinions, what they think about you, what they say about you, what they expect out of you. You live under the tyranny of what should and ought be, but the Holy Ghost is opening the cage today. Maybe you haven't been haven't used those, those wings in a long time, but God is saying, hey, you might have to practice a little bit before you can fly. But if I were you this morning, I'd run out of that cage. Eagles have to be eagles, and they can't be caged up. But in, in, in most uh, uh, other moles and par parrots are like, like will act like anything but an eagle, and God has not made you a parrot, but he has made your eagle for the Bible says stand fast therefore in the liberty whereas Christ have made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage so free from what you're free from struggling you're free from man pleasing you're free to be who you are with comparison and competition free to raise our hand free to laugh free to cry uh -huh. free to be filled with the spirit of God free to give without fear of what's going to happen to us free to step out into new things without fear of failure I could fail but I don't have to fear if my God because I've learned from my mistakes and then you can go on can you say amen chickens are content with living inside the boundaries that other people have set for them but eagles cannot ever be satisfied with such a limit in life God has made you free and whom the man of God has made free they're free in Indeed, can you say amen? The church is full of chicken and crows and turkeys and peacocks and buzzards. But chickens are afraid of everything. But God has not given you the fear, uh, the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Can you say amen? Make a decision that fear is not going to control you anymore. Now, would you look at somebody and tell us, hey, fear is not going to control us anymore. Stand fast in your freedom. Yes, yes, yes. There are all kinds of fear. There's fear of the past. There's fear of the future. There's fear of failure. There's fear of man. There's fear of lack. There's fear of pain or discomfort. There's fear of evil. There's fear of disappointing things. There are phobias of all kinds. Fear of God not pleased with you. And fear of new things. All kinds of fears about ourselves. But did you know that people make more decision by fear than they do by faith. But God has told us that we walk by faith and not by sight. Can you say amen? Well, fear is not going to vanish and you can't just pray it away. In addition to prayer, fear needs to be confronted. Would you just look at someone and tell them, say, fear need to be confronted. You got to stand up to fear. You got to say no to fear. I'm not bowing my knee to you and I don't care if I have to shake and tremble I don't care if I have to sweat I will not stand down to fear I will stand up look at somebody and say I will stand up and some of you have been acting like chickens but it's time for you to stand up can you say amen yes it's time for you to stand up Y'all have a good day now, uh, but they that wait on the Lord uh, shall renew their strength. Uh, they shall mount up with wings uh, just like an eagle. Uh, and we're going to run, uh, and we're going to run, uh, and not 
we weary and we're gonna walk and not faint can you say amen if you use what God said you can run and not be weary in other words I don't have to worry anymore if I'm walking with Jesus if I'm running with Jesus I don't have to worry no more I don't have to be weary no more I can walk and not faint can you say amen I've been walking with Jesus and my God my life has been better because he told me that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life would you point your finger at somebody and tell them say when you're running with Jesus and when you walk with Jesus goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life but that what the devil want to do that what the devil say he's got to do he won't be able to do it because goodness and mercy is following you all the days of your life so the devil can't come in the back of you and take your head off because goodness and mercy are trailing you can you say amen I want to run and not be weary I want to walk can you say amen I want to do it like Jesus said can you say amen it's time to rise like an eagle let the Holy Spirit carry you from here on out can you say amen let's do it naturally before we leave here stretch out your arm and act like you're an eagle God said because you got your arms stretched out and that's what we do when we come to the altar when we lift up our hands God said I'm going to come right up under you come now Holy Spirit and come right up under us and lift us above our problems lift above our pain and lift us above our disappointments and lift us above what we don't know God is about to lift you above what you're in right now. Can you say amen? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you about to be lifted from all that you are bothered with. Can you say amen? Let God lift you. You've been trying to lift yourself long enough. You've been trying to lift yourself all these years. But stretch out your pinions. Stretch out your wings. And let God lift you up. Because if Jesus lift you up, you won't have to lift yourself. Can you say amen? And if God be lifted up, sometimes you got to lift up the Lord. In other words, praise him like there's no tomorrow. Can you say amen? And he's going to show you what you need to see because he's got to lift you higher. The eagle is able. He's got the capability of seeing two miles out. He can see a rabbit two miles out. Can you say amen? God's got you the ability to see things coming before they get here. God gonna show you some things before they get here. You shouldn't be surprised of what comes your way because God is gonna show you the things that come. Somebody say, Lord, open 
this sea before it get here so I can prepare myself for what you got for me. Can you say amen? Tap somebody on the shoulder and say, I want to be prepared. I need to see. I need to see. Let me see in the spirit. Let me see that thing. See it before I see it. Can you shout, yeah? Shout, yeah. yeah. I gotta quit. Look at somebody tell me this is the last time for something to slip up on you. Cause God gonna show it. Before it get there, you're going to see it before you see it. By faith, by revelation, God going to show it to you because you got an eagle eye. You got an eagle spirit. Hallelujah. Now somebody give God praise. If you know you're an eagle, give God praise like an eagle. Hallelujah. I'm quitting. No more cage anything. Nothing can cage your life. No disappointment. Nothing that happens in your family. Nothing that happens to you financially. Nothing that happened to you physically can cage your life. Know why? Because you are free like an eagle. Not even death. Not even death. Whether it's a loved one or your own can cage your life. Because for me to live is Christ. For me to die is gain. Nothing can cage your life. You are free. And whom the Son of Man has made free is free in Say it with me. Nothing can cage my life. I am free. I have liberty in Christ. So as I live, I'm going to live in Christ. As I die, I have gained. I have gained. Nobody will have to feel sorry for me after I quit the walks of this life. Because I'm going to gain. I'm going to gain. But while I'm here, it's going to be Christ. If you don't want to hear about Christ, tough. Because that's it. Because you haven't lived until you had Christ. Why you say that, Bishop? Jesus said, I'm the way, proof, y'all call heaven, and the life, not light, 
He said, life, L-I-F-E. Jesus said, I am the way, I'm truth, and the life. In other words, you don't know how to live until you have Christ. Because he is life. He is life. He is life. The earth is the Lord. And the fullness thereof. This earth belongs to God. If he made this earth so, he wants me to enjoy some of this. The earth is the Lord's. It's not the world. It's not the devil. The earth is the Lord. The devil is in the world. But how do you think he got started? Everything belongs to God. When it says it belongs to my daddy, that means I'm joint heirs with Christ. And my daddy got it, I got it too. That's what EJ was telling some of the people. <laughs> he said, yeah, we're going on vacation. My papa will pay for it. Yeah, every, every time we go on vacation, my papa will tell you. My papa will pay for it. So he just enjoying. He said, I ain't got to pay for nothing. My papa got it all. That's what he thinks. Paul boy is saying that, but he, that's what he said. Well, that's how we got to be with God. God, you got to tell, my, 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 my father got everything. He owned the cattle. He owned the cattle. My daddy owned everything. My daddy owned everything. Watch it now. If he owns it, and we're his children, what he owns, that's why I understand the prodigal son. He uh, Listen, the son that was staying in the house, why he tripping? Why he tripping? He forgot that he was that this your stuff. Cause what he didn't understand about both of them is that whether his his, 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 his brother left or he stayed, they still was connected to their father. So what am I telling y'all? You are blessed by connection. God has no respect to person. What he does for you, as he does for me, he can do the same thing for you. Let me just talk about spiritual, uh, no, not spiritual, but, 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 but material things just for a minute. Material things for a minute. I, I, I know I always talk about spirit. Talk about a little bit of material things for a minute. God had no respect to person. For years, uh, members of this church were getting new houses. For years, this, members of this church were getting new cars. I go and I'd be, ooh, I'd be going, oh man, when are you going to let me ride in? Be, yeah, thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, hallelujah. And we just re we just rejoice with them. They get new house, we go in and bless their house, and ooh, so beautiful, so beautiful. So beautiful. Un 
until one day I told you I, well, I, I, I didn't have my first new car until I was 40 always had you know used cars and hand-me-down cars and cars that somebody gave me that one door wasn't working or something was wrong with it heater wasn't working or what you know we used to ride around without, without uh, air conditioning and heat but you can't do that now Y'all remember those days when you ride, rode around with the air conditioning and your air conditioner would the window roll down? Some of y'all said, oh, I don't remember that. <laughs> well, do you remember somebody else was doing it? How about that? Yeah, you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I'm telling you, we done been through all that. We done been through where, you know, uh, church lady had two dresses. She had to wash one and then wear the other one next Sunday. And we wasn't shame either. That's all we had. So she'll wear one one Sunday, then she'll wear the other one next Sunday. And you listen. And, and we and listen. She thought she looked good. I did too. I may have but two suits. Hallelujah. Just, you know, and I try to mix it up and wear the coat with the pants, the other pants one time, and wear the other coat, switch it up. I got me four outfits instead of two. Put another different shirt with it and everything. Look how y'all laughing. Yeah, change the tassel. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I don't want to go back there, but I've been there. But I know how what it's like. Amen. But God done moved me up. Hallelujah. Now I figure if the member get new houses and new cars and everything. You know, the, 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 the preacher should be able to get a house or a car, too. Man, I've seen a lot of y'all get houses. I've dedicated a whole bunch of houses up in here. See, a lot of y'all that got two, three new cars. Hallelujah. But why is it so hard when you think, man, a God gets up, people just got to talk. That's, that's the devil. Just don't want to have something to talk about. Now, here we are giving you the words of eternal life. And if I share with you heavenly things, godly things, spiritual stuff, ain't nothing to these material things. We just ain't going to do them but drive it or live in it. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't trip over a house. I don't trip over a car. It don't, it don't bother me. Amen. That's why I don't have to have the latest and the greatest. Now, but when I buy something, I want to buy something new. Like my phone. Man, I, I had that phone, I wore it out, man. They, they, they were laughing at it. My, my children were laughing at my phone. But when I got one, I got, I got a new one. But now I'm old again because I got a 10. Because they got the other one, 13s and whatever they got. Whatever they got. I don't even know. But when I buy one, I buy a new one. And then I, I, I know how to keep my stuff. I know I take care of myself. And it's just like my car, my home. I know how to take care of my house. I know how to clean it up. Amen. They taught me, my mom taught me how to clean up, taught me how to cook. Ain't nothing wrong with me and know how to clean up and know how to cook. I learned how to wash clothes. You men know how to wash clothes. 
They taught me how to fold clothes. Amen. Don't just throw them in the drawer. All wrinkled and everything. Taught me how to iron my clothes. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? I know how to keep my I know how to keep my car. I don't just have to trade cars in because I'm hard on cars. Don't put oil in it and don't get that stuff done. Listen, I know how to keep my stuff. learn how to keep your stuff. And you know that bothers me. I don't know why it bothers me but you be asking God for stuff and you ain't taking care of the one you got. Years ago I remember I know I, I know I need to leave but years ago I remember uh, 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 up in Atlanta, what's his name? You come over, Action Jackson. Years ago we was at a, a conference or whatever like that and a lady ran up to the Action Jackson and then she said, you know, and, and you know, she was just ready to get in there and everything. And, and she had said, I'm going to sew this uh, and then, you know, and I'm put this in your hand. And, and she said, I want a car. I want a husband. I want a new house. And I, I want this one. There. He said, wait a minute now. Hold up. You're asking a whole lot for $10. <laughs> what he was meaning is that you're not willing to do anything, but you want everything. She said, I want this, I want that. You know, some people want to order what they're not willing to be. I need a husband that's going to be, you know, this, this, and this, and this, and this, and he need to do this, but then they don't want to do their part. Then a man said, I want a woman that can cook. I want her to do this. I want to be this. I want her to be that. And then he's not willing to do his part. See, you, you got people that want to order things, but they're not willing to be it themselves. If you want somebody to love you, you got to be lovable too. You can't be mean and hateful and say, come on in here and love me, woman. Wait a minute. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. You act like you're a caveman or something. Especially these women these days, they definitely don't work like that. Man, you always cool. slow your roll, fellas. Cool your jets. We need to talk. It ain't, this ain't happening here. So whatever, whatever you requesting, you must be willing to do yourself. You understand what I'm saying? But baby, I want you to be a little bit more romantic. Well, you're not romantic. Y'all got quiet on that one. Y'all got quiet on that one. You want to order something, but you don't want to be it yourself. Whatever you want somebody else to be in your life, you must be willing to be it yourself. You understand what I'm saying? So quit trying to order all this stuff until you get yourself together. I want this. I want you to be faithful to me. Well, you're not faithful. You understand what I'm saying? So somebody said, not at all. My God. He ain't faithful in nothing. Oh, my Lord. We're going to have to help. Lord, help him. Holy Ghost. I'm telling you telling you. Alright, now I'm ready. Y'all can stand back up now. Some of y'all had set back down. Y'all can stand up. I'm ready now. they like, oh Lord, this is the longest altar thing in Jesus. I'm, fin I'm, I'm, I'm coming in now. Would you bow with me? <laughs> Help him, Lord. You know, I came off a of vacation, you know. Next week I'll be, I'll be hey, next week. I behave next week. I behave next week.